0: Greetings, foolish mortals!
1: <laughs> oh, just <laughs> gonna start it fucking like that, eh? <laughs>
0: and Welcome have for to session zero of our new Geist the Sin Eaters campaign. Uh, I don't have, I don't have your names. You know who you are. I love you all. Thanks for giving us money. I'll get you next time.
1: We said your name over on the Star Trek epilogue. Yeah, watch go that. look at the
0: Star Trek thing. They got all the Patreons over there. Um, so I
2: read quick one, but
0: <laughs> I mean, it's all good. Um, so we're gonna play Geist, the Sin years second edition. We're gonna do some spooky shit, and it is going to be set in late 1916 in the town of Ypre in northern Belgium as the marsh meets the sea. Um, it is a it is a time of loss of innocence of the horrors of entangled imperialism and the destruction of of new man-made tools of war. Um, what, What was entered into as a rather naive skirmish between a few nations easily spiraled out into the largest and most destructive war known to mankind to this point.
1: It's the war to end all wars.
0: The Great War. And in the last two years, almost three years now, um, the continent or the part of the continent of Western Europe where the majority of the Western Front has stagnated, has turned into a charnel house of the dead. In record, I'm not record, but in in horrifying, unfathomable numbers, the young men of the world have fought and bled and died on the soils of countries both foreign and their own. And we will be exploring what that has done because, to, to kind of lean on some classic horror movie tropes when hell is full the dead shall walk the earth and introducing us to four of those walking dead will be our players Um, who wants to sort of go first and what Hold on, one second before I get to that Um, the the sort of uh, envelope of setting that I presented to the characters or to the players as they were creating their characters, which uh, if you uh, are on our discord, you may have caught. I did post it under spoilers, Um, but essentially um, each of these people has died. And then they woke back up. Having in their brief moment of death made a contract with an unspeakable horror of the underworld. This
1: little god of With death.
0: goals, intelligence, and mysteries of their own. Uh, these geists have reason to keep their bound alive and they form a contract wherein the Geist replaces the soul of the Bound. Uh, Likewise, each of these Bound has a reason to get back up. And that first death may be the most important, but for some of these people, certainly has not been the only one. And so, as they woke back, Blinking their eyes into sun, ash, rain, muck, whatever surrounded them, there stood a man with a gaunt face and a rather interesting take on what a uniform of a British expeditionary force a soldier should be wearing and with a bit of a smile that seems rather out of place given the circumstances of you know having just died he welcomed you well some of you welcomed you back to being a Subject of his majesty, King George V of England. With the firm press of his cane into the muck or the dirt around you. Unrolled a sheaf of documents about your life. Your death. And. If you were to accept his job offer. The rather generous way of showing that King George is happy to welcome you as his newest subject. And all it will take is your dedication to exploring the mysteries based on your new lease on life, shall we say
1: emphasis on lease
0: (laughs) yeah um and so uh these four people with some consideration certainly with some time uh made their way to the london address on the calling card that was left with them uh and arrived at a stately london townhouse in which is headquartered Project Persephone. An occult research unit that has been in times of in these times of war and to support the effort of His Majesty's armies has been reformed into the 9th Royal Rebirthed Infantry Division. And Though some of these people may seem out of place, uh, they have all been trained to make use of their new existence in service and in exploration towards the goals and endeavors of Project Persephone. So, let's start with... Craig. Would you please introduce us to your character?
2: Sure. Uh, I will be playing Dorothy Baxter, um, late of Soggy Bottom, a little town. Um, she was uh, the president of the Soggy Bottom Garden Society. I'm retired now, of course. Um, she has uh, a daughter that she cares for very much, and several grandkids, and um, She, you know, takes great joy in spoiling them and loves to knit, and so everyone in the unit has, like, fresh socks and things like that. She's always scrounging for supplies and loves to do things with her hands. Um, She is a widow. Her husband died some time ago, um, under mysterious circumstances that have kind of haunted her in more ways than one. Um, Do we want to talk about how she died? Or save that. Uh, we can save that for now. Okay. So that's um, Dorothy Baxter. More more
0: important than how she died, why did she come back?
2: Well, the mystery surrounding her husband's death and the fact that she's actually seen him a couple of times after his passing, um, and there's some mysteries that about that that she feels a burning need to get resolved. I mean, there's a couple other things that sort of kept her around as well. Mm-hmm. Caring for her grandkids and her daughter and sure. her son-in-law has been missing. Not reported missing, just hasn't been in contact with the family in some time. And she's worried about that and what's going to happen to them. So
1: mm-hmm.
2: there's a few reasons that brought her back. But the biggest one was what the hell's going on with her husband?
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: and so your, your burden is the bereaved.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um. Let's
0: see. That's good. I think we'll kind of just loop around little bits at a time. Here, sure. Um Ash. If Layla is behaving at the moment, would you like to go?
4: She's sleeping. well, she's grumbling quietly, so. Um I'm playing Adelaide Martin. Um she is a fairly young girl who from haven't found the name of little village in england uh but basically when all the boys in the village packed up to go do their part she went as well um she's been working as a nurse near the front she didn't have any medical training so like all of her work is in how to you know fix a blown apart leg or something like very emergency triage staunch the bleeding and then also just uh like, palliative care, taking care of them as they're dying. Uh, but yeah, she is dedicated to her work, and that is what brings her back once she dies. Just she is here to help people and is not going to let something like getting killed stop that. Boy. i so say yeah, her burden is the hungry. She has <laughs> unfinished business.
0: Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, Drew. Uh,
1: Cody Owens is uh, a boy who was born, well, now he's 22, but, you know, was born in Nowheresville, Indiana, Oklahoma, somewhere. Uh, raised on a farm, went to school, going to marry a girl, take over the farm, and somewhere there in that whole schooling thing, he read one too many books all of a sudden, every time every time man and uh, realize that hey maybe there's more than a farm to you know think over and live on and there's there's other places and so at 16 he ran away to New York City and by 17 he was working on a steamer ship, transatlantic um by 18 he's a uh, kind of cute exotic American working at a Parisian cafe and trying to learn French uh 21 oh uh, wait actually probably. yeah no that's right 21 signs up for the French Foreign Legion because his adopted country is under attack and by 22 he is dead in the muck uh down in Ottoman Turkey his uh his hunger is in case you couldn't tell uh well, his burden is the hunger um, and just the desire to explore, to go see new things, go new places. Uh, so even when signing up for the French Foreign Legion, it was like, well, you know, I have done Paris. Let's go to the front. Let's go fight the, you know, evil, you know, Germans where they live, I guess. But, you know, it, it'll be an adventure strong
0: against the Kaisers, man.
1: Right. And you know, hey, at age of twenty one, sure this sounds like a good idea. <laughs> Go to war. It's noble and support your yeah, that didn't work out.
0: Uh Ralph. Alrighty. World world premiere to everyone.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> what you got for me? What I got for you is <clears throat> oh <boy. laughs> uh i'm uh i'm gonna take it easy on you so uh i'm gonna go with uh the second of of two concepts okay okay um the first was going to be um a rather blithe uh spanish spanish gentleman um uh which i'm I'm still open to but i I think i've um decided that i want to play Stefford quincy jones Uh, Captain in uh, the 19th Regiment of the USS, the the U.S. Army. All right. All black regiment in World War One. One of the few graduate. Go ahead. For pre-America joining the war. Oh, uh, hmm, I think I missed that. Okay, so it looks like that's. Yeah, I forgot about that. All right. okay, But maybe we're not in this universe. Right. No, no big deal. It's all right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I missed I mean, that. Okay. Um, have fucked with history then, before. So. Yeah. What did you say? We've, we've with, history with history before. It's, so. it's all right. It's, we mean, can do this differently. We can do this differently. Okay. Um, instead, um, it could be that uh, Stefford Quincy Jones uh, is an aspiring uh, poet and playwright who um, traveled to France as um, a lot of educated Black men would want to do with that. Uh, Time of the century, considering that there was considerably more uh, academic and intellectual freedom there, uh, and was a a favorite of various Parisian salons, and decided that instead of sticking to the city, he was going to make his way to the countryside, um, as was the culture and the affectation of a lot of European authors, right? Um, At one point when the war effort jumped up, he got curious and decided that to increase his understanding of adventure and life and experiences that contribute to your skill as a writer, you might as well visit and witness the front. And what happens when you're naive and uh, you're inexperienced? Well, you get shot dead by bullets flying around. So um, he died in an idyllic copse of trees while trying to pin a poem about the futility of his own curiosity. Love that. All right. Wonderful. Other character traits that are um, important. um, Aspires to be Devonair. Doesn't always succeed. uh, uh, Often has a a quick response to an insult or a suggestion at his own incompetence um, to mask his own insecurity as uh you know as a as a as a lady he he desired to return to eventually back in the US but uh, I, I suspect he doesn't know but i suspect that she's long moved on but m- entertains his attention um, because she thinks it's a kind thing to do and on his end uh, he thinks he's doing the same thing so But in cool. France, you know, he's gotten a, a kind reception. Love that. All right. Cool. Um, how did you say how old he is? Uh, he adults? is twenty-five. Okay. I didn't say. Thanks for asking. Oh. All right.
4: Burden. Yeah, yeah. Adelaide's like seventeen. <laughs> Fully uh, up there with the little boys, lying of their ages. Yep.
0: Um, what I'm talking about what is
3: Stephen Quincy Jones um, reason for coming back a vengeance he didn't get what he wanted he's in part mad at himself at being naive um, and also thinking that it's a tremendous injustice that he would die to a stray bullet just wanting to explore the world like what the fuck right what is this Absolutely. Yeah, that
4: yeah.
0: sounds like the hunger. hmm Is that hunger? Is that
1: um, Hunger of Vengeance, yeah.
2: Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I had I'd like the idea. I was meant for great things and some yes. random bullet out. Exactly. Yes. Screw that.
3: It, totally unfair. Yeah. I, love mm-hmm. it. I refuse to relinquish mm-hmm. this. And I, I would say that um when the offer was made to return him to his body he agreed before any details were provided. Now, I know that the guys don't describe that in uh, sufficient detail, right? That there's always some mystery there. But uh, he's floating in, let's just um, abstract it as some kind of formless void for him, right? He has this experience wherein he feels like um, he's losing his earthly tether and some entity says, hey, you want to go back? He says, yes! Right? And the entity's like, oh right <laughs> okay we don't need to discuss terms <laughs> uh, sounds like the vengeful burden mm-hmm. all right mm-hmm. wonderful cool yeah and uh, i'd like deal.
2: to suggest that pick it yeah. up yeah, and, yeah. yeah
0: the, the like flavor text for that one is yours is the oldest story the wrathful shade wrongly slain the victim unburied the one they thought they got away with uh, funeral customs were invented to keep you away shamans, magicians, and exorcists exist to propiti- propitiate you you are the thing they fear show them why
3: oh wonderful, okay, that's, so then the dope shit. I think I think we can combine the first idea with mm-hmm. the second, right, cool. in that uh, his geist was um, a foppish Spanish dilettante uh who often provoked people into duels mm-hmm. for the sake of elevating his own sense of self worth, and got what was coming to him. Cool. Oh, but we don't but
1: know
3: just that. Was... Okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, sorry.
0: In character, neither <laughs> okay, your ghost nor you will know. But like, it's good that mm-hmm. it's good that we as players know but at least a little bit of how our geists died, right? Fair enough. Um, yeah.
3: Cool. But um let's. And yeah, the, the last bit of color for that is that, um, always picking fights, trying to kill people with a sword. It was never justified. Cool. Uh, so I take it you haven't quite got into, like, the actual, like,
0: mechanics of, like, what haunts to take and stuff like that.
3: Usually. Yeah, I haven't decided those. Okay. I've decided a lot on the concept. focus cool. on that this time. Okay. Good I, like, I like the concept. I'm cool. I'm liking that. Um, cool. Um.
0: Well, yeah. Let's let's keep on with you, and then we can loop back the other way. Sounds um, good to me.
3: Ask whatever questions you got.
0: Yeah. Um. Tell me. Tell me about your geist a All right. Uh. So, how do they,
3: as how you do said, they you present an a... If you have a name for them or something like that. Hmm. Sure. Uh. I was a few ideas. Right. Uh, came to mind. Um. One was mirror. For names, right? Uh, as as far as how do they present i think uh the aspect of my geist's um what do i want to say consciousness self identity uh that was once present and is now present now is um indignity uh whereas stefford quincy jones uh had a uh equip a always had equip available if um to to respond to retort to people when you know they'd they'd criticize or even tease that kind of thing uh uh the the geist was um uh what's the word uh vindictive about that Mm -hmm. kind of thing so uh the aspect wherein the the um the repartee the riposte right Mm -hmm. that in some circles might be um polite banter right even humorous right um it's always cutting with the geist so in the interplay between the stefford yes exactly no chill (laughs) and so in the interplay between stefford and and the geist there's definitely that reflection that recognition on stefford's case that oh wait a minute is this how i appear to people sometimes this is intense right like oh i could i could i could go that far god damn like oh, that's cutting, right? Like, jeez, calm down. Right? Uh so yeah, as far as names. Mirror could be one, uh that I was thinking of. Uh another would be vitriol. You know they're supposed to be evocative. hmm Yeah, but I, I haven't come I haven't come to one that I thought would make the most sense to me. Okay. Basically. Oh, sure. considering, considering I hadn't chosen all the haunts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But other questions about concept i I'm happy to um... hear. Or happy to answer. Field. So um
0: have you read into the section on uh keys?
3: No. Okay.
0: Um then let's jump to Drew. Yep. We'll talk about some keys of both character and some geist info. Uh
1: and and for Ralph, Ralph it's one twenty two. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um you get one innate key for your uh bound, which relates to how you died. Um and one for your geist, which is related to how they died. Okay. Um, cool. And they will be they each tie into an attribute. Um, and you can unlock a haunt with a key to add that attribute to the role. Hmm. Um and it very much flavors the spooky shit you're doing. Um and also uh has like conditions called dooms that go along with them. Okay. Um so like there's the pyre flame, or the key of stillness, or key of deep waters, and they all have both literal and metaphorical sort of ways they can be interpreted. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about what the what the other three and loop on back, just kind of in a circle.
3: All right, sounds um, good to me. I'll be here for it. True.
1: yeah, your ghost, your, your geist. My geist is the whipping boy. Uh, it's the name Cody gave to it because um whipping boy wasn't particularly uh, forthcoming with the name um uh, and to be honest Cody's not a big fan of talking with them uh looks to be in the 13 14 year old range um the the kind of glassy haunted eyes um dressed in kind of 18th century servant livery um but uh when speaking, has the weird, creepy chorus of voices "I speak for many" kind of thing going on, um, and when viewed from the front, everything seems kind of okay. The back, however, um, it's not pleasant. Um, it you know, Ipe
0: is perhaps a good word.
1: Yes, um, and so uh, they have um, the. Uh, Actually, where's the key? at? There it is. The key of blood. Um, the key of passion. The key of... Oops, things went too far. Um, and uh, as a specific trigger of helplessness. We'll talk about those later, I'm sure. As Ban and Bane, but I'm not mentioning those. Um, and then uh, Cody uh, himself has the... Uh, Where's my keys?
0: Key of stillness,
1: right? Yes, key of stillness. Um, From his cause of death, we're in. Yep, all right, we're evacuating, guys. Cool. Somebody gonna come get us out of here? And this whole platoon just died to a man just because somewhere somebody said, yes, we know there's some people over there but we just can't rescue him. So moving on. And it's just this very dispassionate forgotten. Just a couple,
0: couple little soldier guys on the big map just kind of slid off the edge.
1: Yep. Any other questions about the geist? Or
0: Um I like some of the, the flavor that Ralph gave with the, the interactions of like that. If you have any other sort of,
1: oh, that, I know he yeah.
0: doesn't like to talk to him too much, but but yeah. Well, and so the- what? Uh, what influence? What change has the relationship with the Geist brought on Cody so far?
1: Uh, I mean, Cody, while he wants to go and explore, has always wanted. To, yeah, the the idea of having a family. That's that sounds good. That's a thing I want to do eventually. Um, and while the Whipping Boy himself is appears to be you know, only a handful of years younger than Cody. It kind of nudges that whole like kid brother kind of somebody to protect, but is itself a horrific underworldly creature, which, yeah. you know, also kind of, not a great thing and I'm bleeding into my own lines and veils of I don't like yeah, yeah, kids yeah. getting hurt um, so that's I just, was
0: surprised when you brought this concept to me I'll be honest I know
1: I was like okay <laughs> we're, okay yeah Well, notably because at this point they're already dead so I'm like I, I yeah. think there's the loophole Fair. in my lines and veils uh, and now I get to try and save them uh, but yeah I think it also ties into uh, Cody's root and bloom which is the, the bounds version of vice and virtue and um, Because his root is uh, the cowl. He wants to scare and uh, intimidate the dead. Uh, They shouldn't be messing with people. They should leave them alone. And meanwhile, the whipping boy is the one that Cody is kind of afraid of. Um, And uh, yeah, Uh, I think there's I mean, obviously they, they they are an entity and because uh, of his haunt call um, the two of them uh, get together a lot um, which is a, a weird thing and I, I think at this point Cody's probably still new to the Geist vibe and has gotten some stuff figured out has like the second dot of call and hasn't but is still I think mean, they have synergy one so it's still yeah. a yeah, you've all
0: had about I would say at least about six months.
1: Okay, yeah. Mm. Since, since your initial death. Yeah, um, so...
0: With with factoring in time to travel to London and be trained in Project Persephone, and, and there have been missions before this um, on the front, um, and now you've been at least for a few weeks in Eubre. Yeah.
1: Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, so for them, it's still coercive, um, and I think some of that is Cody has been unwilling to reach across the aisle so to speak and try and understand and figure out the whipping boy but I think at this point it's starting to turn and mm-hmm. being like okay really don't like you I don't like this dead stuff it all sucks yeah. but it's he finally it yet. right um, yeah. and that, that might be some of the arc that we see here mm-hmm. he's still going to hate on and be angry at ghosts that are rampaging and doing other stuff but at least his own geist he kind of gets Especially the, the shared hunger is kind of my imagining. The Whipping yeah. Boy didn't want to be a servant that just something happened to. They wanted to go live a life too. So.
0: Right. Uh, Cash?
4: Okay, My guest is Whistling Louie. Um, he is by all appearances a fairly young uh, soldier in a Like classic Napoleonic uniform Um, except it is tattered and beaten and full of uh, bullet holes Um, he's like and I have this in my head of him as being like um, like a bad luck omen on a battlefield someone that people might say you saw him walking and then everyone died and uh whistling is the wind blowing through the holes in his chest
0: oh that's good shit that's awesome thank you so much that's
4: that's exactly the
0: kind of shit I want in Mm -hmm. like every moment of this campaign
4: yeah so like he just has (laughs) sort of a haunted faraway look on his face and you just look over in your trench and here is this person standing beside you and you know you're fucked right um. yeah uh, that is Adelaide's Geist uh, he has the key of cold wind which is tied to his trigger which is betrayal mm-hmm. uh, not sure why but I'm thinking he got killed by his unit either as a scapegoat and undeservedly or maybe he did something and so they executed him he looks like he got firing squatted to death Mm -hmm. um Adelaide's got the key of chance because she was just in the wrong place at the wrong time happened in her bio that she was like bringing warm drinks to the boys at the front and then no one was expecting the artillery shell and so yeah
0: I love that. For the most part, you've all these either the guys or the character just had a fucking pointless death. It's great. It's, <laughs> it's so fitting for this. For this you, you said war World War One, dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I love everyone's brought the nihilism. It's great.
4: Yep, just utterly senseless, pointless death.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: And uh yeah, I think that's I guess how does she get along with the ghost? hmm she uh, sees him as just like basically another soldier who needs help.
0: Oh, so Adelaide's got I can fix him vibes.
4: <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, like, there's clearly something wrong with him right. that has made him like this and so why he's still doing this. So he can help her further her goals, and she can help them. Uh, he's probably not a very... talkative. Yeah, he's he's just kind of there most of the time, just sort of a presence. Ooh.
2: Um. Craig. Uh, so the widow Baxter's geist is the lost centurion um i have the dread geist merit so the lost Centurion is pretty imposing and scary and a sort of lurking menace as opposing figure yeah. clad in corroded and tattered armor of a centurion he's a gaunt with sunken eyes and cheeks and a rhyme of frost clings to his equipment um do we do i want to go into the remembrance like What he's about and that kind of stuff.
4: Um,
0: I mean, as much as anybody else has. Okay. Kind of vague ideas of how they might have died,
2: kind of thing. Sure. So he sort of represents um, a death without meaning, the embodiment of dying with your purpose unfulfilled. The chill of high mountain air, the cold ache of starvation, and the smoldering resentment of a death without meaning.
3: Stanford and your guys gotta hang out.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Um. How has the relationship
0: with the lo- the lost lost or last? Sorry. The lost centurion. Lost centurion. Mm-hmm. Uh, how has that changed?
2: Um. Character. Well, he's very pushy. Mm-hmm. Um, always goading. Um, sort of seeks confrontation a lot. Dorothy's like the peaceable grandmother. She has really strong, you know, mima vibes. Um, So they're at odds a little bit. Um, And she's always trying to kind of temper what he wants and he's always trying to push her to be meaner and fiercer and, you know, be the warrior that she could be and that kind of stuff. So there's some friction between them, but... Good.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, I am sure that... um... Oh my gosh, I didn't actually give the guy's name earlier during my intro. Oh, uh, yeah, our Knight boss? Commander, Knight Commander Sebastian Brentwood. Mm. Um, I'm sure that Sir Brentwood has um, pushed the Lost Centurion to uh, further develop you. Yes. And this is the point where Chad at home goes, "Ah, oh, fuck! This guy's a mage, isn't he?" <laughs> <laughs> if they didn't already guess. Um. All right. So key and relationship. Um. I don't Roth think I talked been... about my key. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: So oh, yeah. um. It's
0: uh. What's Dorothy's?
2: Dorothy's is the tear key which is um which is a i think that's just a different name for another key
3: the key of deep waters yeah, The deep- yeah. um
2: so being world war one and uh on the front in a particularly brutal place there's lots of um stuff to activate that like it's the um and the lack of breath and the feeling that you can't breathe when you lose a loved one and that kind of stuff is sort of the resonance of her key so chlorine gas and trenches and things is that's it'll be right at home right at home
0: yeah lots of exceptional successes to be had (laughs) yeah (laughs) um if you if you unlock a key uh, or you unlock a power with a key um when the key's resonance is in the area or the the target of it is resonant with your key um you um, get exceptional successes uh, of the power on three instead of five.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and the uh, Boston Centurion's key is the key of the Cold Wind.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, Ralph, has that bought you enough time to think about a little bit? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm not certain that I've made a final decision.
0: Sure.
3: I mean, we're not gonna be playing this for what, like a month?
2: Yeah.
0: Oh <laughs> we yeah, got some time yeah. to to, right, to loop around on some things yeah. for sure. I right? just
4: noticed that the old name for the key of chances. The key of black humor. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um y'all, if British. you haven't if you haven't bought and read through this book yet, uh please It's really so. good. It's so flavorful. Even if you're not gonna play Geist like it it fleshes out so much stuff about ghosts and playing mage. You got some the underworld, oh, yeah. The underworld itself, it's uh got some good shit. Um, so Rapia yeah, hit me with kind
3: of train of thought if you got one. Uh sure. I think uh, considering what happened to Stefford and to his geist, um the key of chance, uh and the key of blood. Appeal to me. So, uh, the notion of, and I was trying to think of this in the context of what dooms and resonances would make the most sense, mm-hmm. as opposed to the descriptors, the earlier descriptors of how the keys function. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, this is, you know, tentative. But, yeah, for sure. The the key of chance um, seems like an appropriate key for the Geist, because I'd like to think that the Geist in its previous life um, believed that everything was going to go its way until it didn't. And so, one reason for the vengeance is that it turns out that all of the previous successes were just coincidental. Oh, so it wasn't a consequence of his skill or anything he had established. It was just he got lucky, and then eventually he didn't, and he was dead and got the death that, he deserved.
0: It's the very almost Shakespearean death of just looking down at the at the stab wound, thinking, "Yeah,
1: that's
3: not that how this is supposed to right. go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Well, shit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then uh, for Stefford, I thought the resonance that uh, made me think the Key of Blood might apply in that um, when situations spiral out of control, the Key of Blood is at its strongest, right? So he didn't intend to die as a consequence of a stray bullet, right? And uh, I'd like to think that his life was relatively measured and easy before he got the notion in his head that his skill as a writer was going to increase if he deliberately exposed himself to unstable, dangerous circumstances. And so in death, he acquired some ability to mitigate the consequences of that instability a little bit better. Like he acquired that posthumous recognition at, oh, wait a minute, okay, although it's not good to jump into crazy scenarios like this if you are going to do so you can mitigate some of their consequences if you're a little less naive about it mm-hmm. and so in particular it left him with that, that recognition of how to comport himself in unsta- or uncertain mm-hmm. violent scenarios mm-hmm. and I think that, that might be a good combination um, with, with what his Geist is providing to him and that yeah, the both I of think. them are focused on how to deal with instability and uncertainty.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, yeah, I
0: like I like that train of thought. I was going to say, okay. the um, the sort of idyllic, copes and writing a poem and everything gave me some vibes of the key of stillness.
3: Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, that's um, a good idea. Mm-hmm.
0: And also. Um, Maybe even Key of Beasts.
1: Mm. Just that out in the woods, nobody's around yeah. kind of thing.
0: And then like oh, yeah. like this almost like play acting at having been something other than you know, part of the, the the violent way the world works on a natural order sort of sense. Is it the Beasts and Blood are, are pretty pretty in line with each other I think um, so something to think about those but, are good suggestions, uh, yeah. I appreciate them um, I love all the extra names they give these like mm-hmm. the fact that each, each of these nine things one for each um, uh, attribute stat has like just three different ways, so like the key of beasts is the primeval key, the key of tooth and claw, and the key of verdant savagery it's excellent. And they're just all all good. Cold wind being the key of Gale and Garot is that's Fucking, tough shit right there. Yeah. That's real good. Um I really
4: like the key of grave dirt.
0: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Stone and barrow. Um, yeah, the fact that like just each of these things has almost as much like flavor as an entire path of mage. And there's, like... That's just, like, one small part of your character. It's it's very, very good how, how much, like, detail and flavor they packed into this game in various bits. I agree. Um... So... Uh, I mean... I don't know that we need to go over, like... Skills and stat dots and stuff like that. But I guess just, um... Sort of... What do you envision your character doing? Um as far as being in the realm of a, a battlefield um is maybe the next question we can kind of think on uh, let's go with um, ash
4: um well for my uh the ghost abilities where they haunts mm-hmm. I got boneyard marionette and memoria mm-hmm. so marionette lets you throw things basically okay. it's
0: literal puppet strings made of plasm.
4: Yeah, at the first dot, which is all I have, all I can do is put it away. The second dot, you can move them around more specifically. Uh, Boneyard is really cool. It's linked to the Hungry Burden. Mm -hmm. It's when you basically get to sort of consecrate an area of land as yours. And then you just... (laughs) Consecrate? Well, yeah. Um,
0: This is my haunted house.
4: Yes. And then... Uh, you can know about anyone in it. Uh, You can know, like, how they're doing. Mm -hmm. And uh, at the first thought, you can impose environmental tilts on them. And uh, Memoria lets you look at how someone died, right? Mm -hmm. If you have, Mm -hmm. um, like, three pieces of information on them. Yeah. Yeah. Very flavorful.
0: And then turns into some really cool shit at higher dots. Um, if you haven't read through Geist um, there are a number of haunts and they function almost like very specific arcana uh, to compare them to mage. Mm. Um, at the base level they all give you a way to activate them and a base power with ways to spend more plasm uh, as your sort of uh, power resource um, to enhance them and as you go up in that level of that haunt you get more specific and powerful ways to enhance the base power of the haunt. Um, also, Ralph, big shout out to you being the Vengeance because you can get
1: the rage. That's so what I was thinking. <laughs> I was it's thinking so good.
0: I was thinking. <laughs> let me just let me just wrap my ghost around me, Hulk the fuck out,
3: and go destroy some shit. Yeah, I'll, I'll just yeah. If if I can briefly jump in, Uh, Mm -hmm. one reason why I was thinking that is um, probably the most powerful sensation and encouragement that Stafford's gotten from his Geist is the notion that he can't just sit around and try and gain an understanding from experiences by writing about them. That if you want to know what it's like to bathe your hands in blood, you have to do that directly.
0: We're not here to be a scholar, we're here to be a fuckboy.
3: boy. Yeah, exactly.
4: <laughs> okay. Like with my skills and merits. Um, I basically have her as a support character. Um uh my merits are all based around like I have, like good time management, common sense, a reconciler. Um good points and events, yeah. <laughs> Uh, investigation, medicine, um, science, and then, like, empathy and persuasion. Mm-hmm. Um, my only real physical skill is survival, because I figure she's... Pick up a little bit along the way. ...decent at that at this point, yeah. Yeah.
1: A lot of good scrounging, making-do kind of vibes. hmm
4: Yeah, but, uh, basically, information gathering, uh, planning, sort of, Yeah. Cool. Making the plans, getting things together, helping out with nonviolent solutions, mm-hmm. and when they're an option. Dig it.
0: Um, can jump back to Ralph? Aye. Right. Um, I mean, we kind of started in on yours a little bit, but but what um, what would you be happy to see your character doing in the game?
3: Yeah, yeah in great. The, in, the, he, in the yeah. realm of. The battlefront. Fair. Fair enough. That's that's the question I was intending to answer. Uh, yeah. So my character started as uh, a scholar, somewhat, um, I'd say, averse to violent action, right? Uh, and I think uh, after uh, after death, he's a soldier, um, but in the sense of trying to accomplish uh, decisive action to move things along. So the the aspect um, himself that's still playing out is the notion of a plot and narrative. So whereas before a lot of his writing was contemplative, right? Now he feels he's living out the story of some protagonist that is gritty and doesn't care about consequence. And so he... Although he thinks, Stefford thinks, that he is uh, in some kind of partnership with his Geist, right? What's really happening is the Geist is propelling him to provide both of them with some vicarious, posthumous satisfaction. Right. Wherein they're both taking lives or mm-hmm. causing harm to satisfy the disappointment they have that they both died before they were able to achieve what they wanted cool you take that all right uh Craig
2: um so Dorothy Baxter is again has strong Mima energy mm-hmm. um so that tends to put people at ease around her um and uh, they talk to her so she's definitely more of the information gathering side of things um, rather than a you know kick ass and take names although with her guys she can certainly do that um (laughs) her aunts are of the oracle um and the shroud so uh, oracle is good for gathering information and um visiting places on the battlefield that maybe she hasn't actually isn't actually at and gaining information that way um uh, and also like learning secrets about other ghosts and things like that that they might encounter or other Mm -hmm. denizens of the underworld um, and uh, the Shroud uh, um, allows her to basically borrow from her her um, Shade's power. Mm-hmm. Um, she actually like, coats herself in Plasm and um, can do some funky shit with that.
1: Don't need to eat, so that... drink, sleep, can slip into the twilight.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, I think fly is, is something mm-hmm. she can do. Yeah. Um, so she's like a scrounger and a you know um, supply type person but also information and intelligence and mm-hmm. sort of getting the pulse of what's happening around them
0: yeah. and um, one thing I didn't touch on is there, like the retinue of the, the ninth division they are all a part of there are other members of it here um, y'all are the only uh, bound mm-hmm. but there are other members of the crew that we can introduce when they're relevant. Obviously I have not done as much uh, over that as I did with the Richmond Mages game. Uh, so I don't have like a whole list of 47 ghosts and NPCs and things for you right now. Um, but I will have some.
2: And I'm imagining um, this is both living and non-living. Oh yeah, for sure. Of the for sure.
0: Um, and um, so uh, while you are expected to uh, participate in battle if you get wrapped up in it. You're, that's not explicitly what you're here for, right? Something is happening in the in the, in the surroundings uh, of the town of this part of the front, and you've been sent to go check it out because there would be some spooky shit happening. Um, so investigation and, and talking to people and stuff like that is definitely going to be rewarded, right? We're not just chucking dice of firearms at each other for four, four sessions and calling <laughs> it a day.
1: <laughs> I gotta retool my character entirely. Oh, just...
0: <laughs> Um... Cool. Uh, Drew?
1: Sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's a little little bit of overlap um... with, uh, with Adelaide and the fact that Cody... Cody does have some social stuff going on and he is pretty pretty empathetic um, and he also actually has the reconciler merit um, so I may take that back actually um, and make this guy a little bit more kick ass uh, but at the end of the day um, uh, and I guess actually I can kind of nudge this to everybody are, are we spreading our, att- our skills out or are we kind of going for a like oh we totally have like multiple three and four dot skills
4: uh, for my like main thing, like mental, was my main thing. I have three in investigation, four in medicine. Yeah, uh, I figured that's what she does.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure.
4: Um. Other than that, I have three dots in empathy because again, that's what she does. Gotcha.
1: Yeah, because like for for Cody, he's got three dots in firearms. Everything else caps out at two. Um. So kind of leaning, and he's got one dot kind of all over the place. So um, I, I just want to make sure my character matches that way. I don't show up with the spread out. I'm I'm a real boy kind of vibe and everybody else is showing up with. I don't, I don't not superheroes, but like uh, specialists, I guess is a better way to say it. Uh, so that's something I might come back and tool over. I would but,
0: say you are looking at the three character sheets I have with, with all the dots filled in and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you are more spread out than either of them. Gotcha. So. But not yeah. in a totally detrimental way, I would. Sure. I'll be Yeah.
1: yeah. I, I just might for nudge you. stuff a little bit.
0: You might specialize your physical stuff a little bit better. hmm Or a little bit denser.
2: hmm
0: Yeah. But, I mean, Cody, Cody will be good at not having dice penalties on doing things untrained, right? Right,
1: exactly. Uh,
4: yeah. For me, I was just trying to figure out, like, well, what out of this list could she do?
1: hmm
4: And, Yeah.
1: No, that's OK. So uh, yeah, on, on the battlefield and about he he is a soldier. Um, he has his Enfield rifle. Um, thank you, U.S. Army, or excuse me. British uh, uh, Army. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, his uh, he does have one dot in Boneyard because hi, have you met me? Uh, this is remotely base building dibs you can just, uh, just build a base anytime i want it's great uh, yeah i was very sad when i realized oh it goes away if you walk away but that's fine um
4: just be more pleasant build a new one yep also just make it really big
1: i don't i didn't take the extra dot because you have to get to the two but i did take the two dots of call um because yeah there's there's going to be a lot of uh it's not as uh, offensive as the rage might be, and it's not as sneaky as the shroud might be. But yeah, there's a lot of options for movement. Um, I think it's
4: horrifying. I it's love it.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I look forward to, and uh, I will have to check with Chris on the body horror uh, levels of stuff. Uh, but yeah, like
0: as long as it's not medical, I'm going to be pretty good with ghosts. Your horrible
4: ectoplasm yeah. goo body.
0: Yes. I mean, but, I I did i did uh i do remember really grossing perry out with the uh, the, the bees in the arm oh yeah made, uh what you call it
4: oh heart yeah
2: heart,
0: <laughs> yeah so yeah there's uh things to also be have maybe bees in even,
4: her
2: eyes yeah, for, um, along, along those lines i have um one of my merits i have the ceremony diviner's jawbone but maybe we'll do most of that off screen <laughs>
3: Um,
4: Oh yeah, part of the ceremony is like you have to kill a person, right?
3: Yep. Do you have to kill them, or does somebody else, or can somebody else kill them for you?
2: I need their head, and I have to clean it myself. Oh, okay, easy peasy.
1: Yeah. Well,
3: we are at war. I think there are going to be a lot of decapitations. Yeah. I Um, (laughs) I just predict that. (laughs) Predict. I I predict Um, that there will be several decapitations. Yeah. To to be fair,
0: especially with my with my line being very medical based, it's more surgeries and right. things that makes happening sense. Vivisection like that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't As want to, to much things happening while the person is alive. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's it, the impression I got. I yeah. Appreciate you for clarifying. That. Somebody being stabbed and then, you know, cleaning up cleaning up a skull for a trophy. That's fine. I yeah. just somebody it. being disemboweled. Yeah. It's like, come on, can we
3: not do that?
1: But. Yeah. uh Cody Cody also has yeah the two dots and call which allows him to yeah merge physically with his guys uh, can use the guys attributes um, for stuff so yes I need to be really smart for a second let me borrow the whipping boys power to amp up my brain which by the way does let you completely bypass your normal limits so mm-hmm. yeah Cody can have those super brainy moments or Far more likely, I need to be very dexterous right now, and I need to make this shot. Um, and also has the ability to, um, think, yeah, ignore wound penalties and at two dots, which he has, uh, give himself armor. Um, so yes, go
4: inside places your body can't fit.
1: Also, that, but I've got this rifle thing, so yeah, we'll, we'll have to, yeah, we'll have to think.
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoot some messages over to this, uh, Stranger Things caption guys, and, right? Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> see if they can help us out because Bar- that was S- some it. great captioning uh, but yes um, um, and then he also um, he has great goods um, he, uh, which is the hunger specific well oriented it's not only for them uh, merit so he can yeah he has he has supplies at the ready um, and did, oh, yeah
4: it's cool you just sort of like ghost shit <laughs> you're, yep. you're a pack rat and you just sort of summon up your ghost stuff yep, yep. Um, and took um,
1: I also took a ceremony specifically um, for um, outside of what we get from the crew I get uh, for those who are left behind which is just a big hey we're gonna hang out for an hour and mourn those that were lost and it helps people get over things
0: anchors mm mhm
1: and uh, also took a memento and I wasn't sure what I was going to take. And then I found the most in character. Absolutely got to take it uh, memento called uh, the rusted flask, which is right out of the book, a World War One hip flask with a <laughs> All right. crudely engraved with an etching of the British flag and an attractive naked woman over the words for victory. <laughs> despite being silver it reeks of old copper so you get that bloody smell mm. uh, and leaves flecks of rust on the hands of anyone who touches it but it's always full of a deep amber whiskey well aged but unpleasantly metallic getting drunk on the flask contents allows a mortal human to see into the twilight so long as they remain inebriated come on guys we're gonna get drunk and you guys can uh, see some ghost? shit hey, uh, <laughs> some I- some normies out well you, in
0: specific- you don't have ghosts in your blood let's drink whiskey about it yeah
1: but specifically <laughs> i like the overlap of the ceremony um and that's something i think that while uh cody's root is i fucking am going to yell at scream at and beat up ghosts um or at least that's his root um his bloom is surrogacy and he wants to take care of people and so especially being a soldier he's going to be looking at possibly members the mortal members of the crew or just you know British doughboys out there whoever and working with them it's like yeah we we, we lost some folks today let's sit drink talk about it and you're going to have a ride but hopefully get over your losses and so they're, they're not as wounded as Cody is because Cody has mm-hmm. some I, Cody lost his entire, the men he fought alongside. So, cool. yeah. All right.
0: Um, to wrap up here, got some really good inspiration going on. Uh, hopefully, everyone is enjoying the little character expedition kind of stuff. Um, let's talk about the crew real quick for a couple minutes. Um, I went ahead and made it. You can all see it. Uh, Project perception Crew sheet. Um, we can adjust things that y'all want to. Um, So the crew actually ends up having stats um, that can be rolled for like overarching crew actions. Um, And you get uh, a total of six dots to place into the three attributes. Um, So I just made them even for now. You can adjust those if you want. Um, It is a Undertaker's um, crew. Um which is uh the sort of tagline is I'm dying right now, so are you. We all are. Death is all around us, always. It's time we stopped being afraid. Mm. Um and it is
4: um Oh yeah, all the ceremonies I wanted the crew already had, so I yeah, didn't yeah, have yeah. To buy them.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I was gonna buy Death Watch, but um, it's here really coming to terms with death with uh both before you die And after it Um And protecting people that are Not in the underworld Um And then As uh higher tier crews Uh you start you
1: know Making plans for the, the underworld <laughs> Yeah
0: making plans for the underworld And doing some adjustments Was the crew in? Um what was the crew in. Uh, oh, they were the Necropolitan. Necropolitan, yeah. That's what I thought. Um,
1: they wanted to party it up with the ghosts and be like, guys, dying ain't a big deal. It's cool. Right.
0: Um, Yeah, all about, like. wielding subtle influence in the world and shaping how people view the underworld because you recognize that that's how it is formed um and so this is uh, a big reason why um this crew will be a particular we'll say connection to what is going on um on this battlefield in this section of the front um so uh you do get a safe place um which we can establish what that is um you know it is probably a a section of semi ramshackle mostly bombed buildings left in the town that you've sort of set up headquarters in um because this town has been getting shelled for the last two years off and on um um, and then seven dots of merits um that you all have access to on behalf of the crew um so there is a two dot library uh, one dot of resources Um, two dots of status with the British armed forces, uh, which I'm using to represent that. And I, again, I am, I have very little military knowledge and I don't want to get stuck on ranks and stuff like that too much. Um, so the very similitude will have to get heated for that purpose. Um, but essentially you all approximate a very highly ranked non-commissioned officer. Um, so enough to get respect from most people in the field without... Um, you know, being able to do everything that you want, disregarding you know, orders and and regulations and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the crew has uh, two dots in the supernatural membership merit, which means that you're um, non and non Sin Eater, uh, you're sorry, non bound. I'm trying to be uh, specific uh, because I don't think people in 1916 would be using Sin Eater as a as a description. Um so
1: in World War One, I don't think that's about, what we're doing.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um bound when talking about the the human or was human or whatever however you want to flavor it.
1: And the then, fleshy yeah, half.
0: Geist referring to the, the ghost. Um so supernatural membership means that your non bound members of the crew uh can have uh supernatural merits up to twice that dot rating. So uh you Quite possibly could have some some pyrokinetics or any any number of mediums and stuff like that to go along. So, yeah, 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 good shit. Um, the crew has three ceremonies, uh, and can buy more when it gets XP if you want, because um, the crew does level up as well. Um, yeah, Deathwatch, which is about pausing people from dying, uh, Crow Girl Kiss, which is about um, extracting a a bad supernatural effect from someone and trapping it in a sort of talisman. Um in a feather. In a feather, yeah. Uh, and again, all the like descriptions of the ceremonies are examples of how they can work, right? you're welcome to give your own flavor of how your crew does it. Um and then uh dumb supper, which is uh having having ghost lunch. Right?
4: Feed ghosts.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: We did that. I was
0: like, I think I got that one right. Yep. Um, So um, alongside the crew, you get a, the crew has a mystery cult initiation that you create. Um, You all start with one dot in it uh, and you can buy more. Um, I'd be fine with probably up to three at the start, depending on how um, wholeheartedly you've joined up and and, um, really gone for the sort of philosophical side of Project Persephone um and as the crew or as yeah, as the crew gains more ceremonies um you always have access to any of the ceremonies the crew has um at or below your level your dots of the mci so if you have two dots of the mystery cult then you would have both crow girl kiss and death watch access um the um, And we can talk about this more in the coming time that we have but for now um, at the one dot of the mystery cult initiation i've got uh, a specialty for occult ghosts um at two dots uh the first dot of the hardy merit um at three dots it would be a skill dot or a two dot merit and i have as of now i have it as a dot of occult um for four dot merit um I have the thief of fate merit um kind of tying in with you know your leader being a mage and sort of yeah uh, I having, yeah, yeah yeah some some extended uh supernal Revelations shall we say uh influencing um how you've developed uh and then at the fifth dot uh you Depending on your sort of final dedication to the uh, to the crew, uh, you will either receive the uh, a ceremony to upgrade your geist to a dread geist, um, or uh, gain a powerful memento, which we can craft on our own. Um, and I will put that in our chat. We can talk about flavorful and other choices and stuff like that, but. Um, at least it's the first couple dots are uh, pretty mm-hmm. good for occult researchers that are finding themselves in uh, the meat grinder so to speak yeah cool. sounds good um, I think that's I mean I have some more questions but we'll probably ask them off screen I think this is a good point and obviously time wise it's a good point to wrap up um, so I will say Uh, Thank you to my my wonderful cast here uh, coming up with some great ideas to be some some spooky bitches and uh, I hope that everyone has enjoyed our little uh, not peek behind the curtain, but uh, backdrop painting session um, here um, as we get ready to start this campaign and uh, really dive into what the hell is happening in wartime Belgium Uh, thank you so much for joining us and uh, if you want to hang out with us outside of our stream time or our videos you can come check us out on our discord Uh, that is eatinto.space and if you'd like to support us monetarily help us with uh, character art and equipment upgrades and stuff like that um, you can check us out on our patreon Uh, handy link for that is staylucky.club and uh, we will we will catch y'all next time. Um, mean. The rest of our the rest of our August is going to be a little topsy turvy. There's um, some schedule
2: votes, maybe. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. We'll uh, we'll post events up on the Discord like we've been doing um, to help y'all keep track of uh, what streams are going to happen happen when. But I believe we're
1: next not week. Not doing anything.
0: Or what are we doing?
1: Because so I'm trying to remember next week, we're I'm off. gone. You're gone. Okay, right. Next week, we're just off. I'm going to post Assassins. So, for any of you who missed it, that'll be going up. And then, the <laughs> Harry, maybe, uh, Cult of the Lamb stream. Uh, <laughs> so, you all can tag along and be my cultist. That would be weird. Um, and uh, it's a base building game. And there's cult stuff like hi, um, <laughs> right. Um, but the week after that will not be geist. It will be the playtest materials for the Marvel. Oh
4: yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I need to do that. Yeah, I was going
1: yeah. <laughs> to oh, <are> gonna... <laughs> oh, That's going to be fun. Yeah, um, that looks really fun. It's going to be really short one shot. It's literally I'm going to spoil it for you because it's pre created stuff. Hi, we're going to chat. Bad guys show up. We're going to fight them. More bad guys show up. We're going to fight them. The end. Um, so it's just going to be fun. It's going to be campy. The we've already got uh, one fairly wacky character. Uh, I actually don't. I, I looked at Chris's stats, but I actually don't know what I haven't flavored
0: them yet. Yeah. I just
1: made the punchiest boy I could. Surprising nobody, <laughs> no one. Um, but yeah, it's uh, and it is. It is play test. So we may stumble over some stuff um, literally between when we I created the roll 20 sheet. And now uh, they did some updates that completely changed how damage is calculated. So it's just going to be a fun little we're going to chill, throw, throw some dice around, beat up some 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 bad guys and then move on with our lives. Um, if it goes really short, we may talk about what we thought about it, but it'll just be a fun little thing. And then uh, we'll, we'll see where it goes from there. But yeah Those are the next couple things So
0: mm-hmm. um, So that would be the 19th For people that like dates mm-hmm. um, The 26th we will again be off as Ash and I will both be out of town To the, to the same place But mm-hmm. yeah. um, And then so it looks like Geist will probably start on September 2nd
1: Which means you definitely need to make sure it runs Like 8 weeks so we can end Like on Halloween on or Halloween. something
0: Spooky season! Mm-hmm. Oh yeah,
1: yeah! Full swing. Cool. The best be time you are
3: in face paint, pumpkins, costumes, mm. ghosts. <laughs> all right, scary sounds. Ooh, voice Which, modulation. Chris,
1: Chris has already picked out music for Geist. I need to go listen to it. I'm super excited. So, uh, but thank you all for joining us. And I'm I'm going to find somebody to raid real quick on Twitch.